Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, welcome to 1140 The Bet Las Vegas. Adrian here on your NBA Finals preview show. And we're going to stay in the West Coast and head to the Bay right now as we welcome to the program Sam Esfandari of the Warriors Light Years Pod. One time for Joe Lacob. All insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. First and foremost, Sam, uh, thank you for the time. And has Disney reached out to you guys for a Light Years pod slash Light Year movie collab? <laughs> you know, we're, we're still waiting. Uh, I shot a message to them that there could be some real synergy here. But, you know, these things take time. No, honestly, with ABC covering the finals, too, and everything, like, you know, it's, it's a good collab. Where are you on the whole debate, though, about the fact that they did Toy Story 4 when, like, Toy Story 3 was, like, the perfect ending to the trilogy? You know, honestly, I didn't see three. I saw one and two. I didn't. I have not seen three yet, so I don't know if I can weigh in on this one. Um, <laughs> maybe I need to pick. Maybe I need to pick that up. Uh, I, I have a small child now. At some point, I gotta get him into some of the the classics that I grew up on. But no, uh, to date, I have not. No, one hundred percent. Disney Plus is about to be your uh, babysitter coming up. I promise you. Um, and first and foremost, as we kick this off, and, and I told you before we started the interview. Um, but I think I just need to make this aware because I don't want you to be like, what? He never told me. Um, I've been blocked by Warriors World before. Is this okay for us to be talking? You know what? First thing I'm going to do when I get off this call is uh, hit up the group chat and see how he feels about you. <laughs> I think we're okay. I think we're okay. No, fit. Well, and also, like, I'm from Cleveland. So, like I told you before, it's like I'm going into the heart of Warriors, uh, Warriors Twitter. Um, but I do have to ask you, man, uh, throughout this run, or even before this run, just straight up, how do you feel about Monte Ellis? Like, how has he impacted your life? You know, uh, with, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for Monte, I don't know if any of this happened. Now, um, <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when there was a Monte versus Steph debate. It, it's funny to me. Uh, Going to be honest, I was on the Steph side at the time, but most of, most of my uh, – Warrior brethren were, were a little more loyal to Monte. He'd been there first. He was the bigger star at the time. So it is what it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got some allegiance to Mr. Ellis, but you were on the right side of history. And, you know, it's funny me being from Cleveland. Like, it was hilarious that we had this era and this rivalry um, because both of our teams were in the dumps for so bad. Like, I'm sure you bought in the $7 ticket in Oracle Arena to go to a game. I did the same thing. Uh, what's been your favorite part of this run? And also, like, the community that you guys have built that's been amazing for you guys. Yeah, I mean, the community has definitely been my favorite part of it. Like, just being able to connect with people. Let's, let's be honest. Like, Barry is big. Would I have connected with people who lived an hour and a half away uh, in San Jose? You know, me, me living up kind of towards the city. Would I have connected with them if it wasn't for – the Warriors going from being a laughing stock to kind of the most relevant team in the Bay Area for the last decade? No. 
So that's, that's been cool. Uh, but more than anything, it's, you know, it gets back to what you're saying. It's like, I grew up riding BART to go to Oakland A's and Golden State Warriors games. And both of those tickets cost me under 10 bucks. Uh, one of those tickets still cost me under 10 bucks. The other one, not so much. We might be stealing your team here in Vegas. I don't feel good about it. The the A's. I don't. I don't really feel good about. Honestly, I don't feel really good about the Raiders. Um, but it, it is what it is. Um, but but back to the Warriors. You you had to deal with the rivalry with Cleveland, and, and there's still some bitterness, um, obviously uh, on the Cleveland side. But in comparison to like, who is it? So it's Cleveland. I would assume Oklahoma City fans hate you guys. Um, and then yeah. now having to deal with Boston fans. Out of those three, like like, what's been the differences? For it's. First off, Cleveland is the only rival. The, well, I know. I take it back. Houston also should get thrown in there. Oh yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Battles with, the, with with the James Harden, Chris Paul Rockets. Uh, but like nothing, nothing tops peak Cleveland because you, you have LeBron at the peak of his powers. Everyone thought Cleveland was going to rip off three, four titles when LeBron went home, and no one really saw the Warriors coming. Uh, including Warrior fans. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, I, just because I liked Steph more than Monte, I didn't think Steph was going to reinvest the game of basketball. You know, like, I didn't see that coming or anything. I just thought he was a better point guard. <laughs> um, and uh, so nothing's ever going to touch it. Boston, to me, it's, it's, it's funny because Boston sports fans, they're, they're obnoxious, like Patriots, Red Sox. Like, we all know that. And they're trying really hard to kind of create this rivalry. I don't know if you saw, like, the the videos that you've seen, like, I don't know, Barstool and stuff put out there, <laughs> whatever it may be. And I'm just sitting here, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, but, you know, I don't really have bad blood with Jason Tatum. You know, like, I think he's a nice young player. You know, it's like, it's, it's funny because they really want Warriors fans to take the bait. I just don't think Warrior fans feel that way about them you know it's, it's never going to be like it was with Cleveland where you saw them every year for half a decade or um, even the Houston Rockets who were like the only team in the West who really tried to come at the Warriors and had some classic series with them or anything uh, Boston like I mean they're, they're bottom of the totem pole relative no, a hundred, a hundred percent, and also Barstool Sports. Ugh, I don't know. After this interview, if we're ever gonna get hired at the Ringer, I'm okay with that. I don't know about you. Um, and and in this in, in this series, or actually, hold on, because I know I'm all over the place, and I apologize. I kind of want to get your take on how exhausting, or or is it exhausting, having to have these conversations and, and kind of defend Steph Curry? Like, for example the Steph Curry legacy talk, or even what's been evident to me in this series, um, and, and new report came out, he should be able to play for game four here on Friday night. But just like, he's averaged over 30 points this series. Like, he's been dominating offensively. He's yeah, been he's the a, main fixture. The yeah, again, he's, he, but he's not the vocal point. Like, it's Draymond, or it's always something else, or he doesn't have any finals MVPs. Like, And I know it's exhausting because I've spent my whole life arguing about LeBron being better than Jordan. So from your perspective, as a Warriors fan, like how exhausting is it having to defend or talk about Steph and like making sure his respect and his credit is, is given? You know, um, I think you will relate to this. When, when you're dealing with a new opponent, you kind of assume they know what they're talking about. And then they remind you that they didn't watch anything the last decade. Like you have like Cedric Maxwell saying the Warriors 
They're, they're tuxedo players. They don't like physicality. Um, and like you see, you see uh, various people, national voices being like, well, you know, Steph hasn't really played in big games. And I'm just sitting here going, like, did you not watch basketball the last decade? You know, it's like when people would say, I guess, with LeBron, where it's like, well, you know, he's not clutch. And, and it's like 2018, you're sitting here at a certain point, you're like, I don't know where to even begin with this. Like, have you watched basketball the last decade? So it is definitely exhausting. Cause I'm just, I kind of thought at a certain point people would just reach a, like, I don't like him, but at least I, you know, tip my cap what he does type of thing. And, like, the, the finals here are a reminder. It's like, oh, you guys, like, really tuned out everything that happened when your team wasn't playing. No, 100%. Like, because, no, they'll love to throw the uh, 17 championships at your face, although it was the one in 2000-whatever, and then before that, like, it's been a minute for them. Uh, when, we're, when we're talking about Boston specifically, and since we're kind of talking about some of the off-court things surrounding these finals and, and some of the antics uh, when you bring up Cedric Maxwell, yo, Draymond Green, <laughs> some of this stuff at a certain point seems a tad unnecessary, but then on the flip side, and I guess we're biased because what do we do? We make podcasts, we, we talk about the game, we get paid to talk about the game, we make content, and it's a certain point of like, do you want Draymond Green and NBA players to give you the content and the insight? Insight, like, do you want that or do you don't? Uh, with all this and people like complaining about he's not focusing on the game and he's doing a podcast, how dare he? Like, where do you stand on that whole storyline? I'm just, you know, I think you'll appreciate this, but it's like I guess fans who are like Draymond objectively was terrible in Game Three, and then first thing you see afterwards is like him smiling on YouTube. It's like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing, you know, like where you're just kind of like, I, I don't want to deal with this right now, but it's like, dude, you do realize like players do stuff after the game, right? Like they have lives. Prefer, would you prefer he, you know, like fly cross country and do WCW like Dennis Rodman did? Like ultimately he talked on a zoom call for 30 minutes. You know, like, what are we really getting mad about here for? So I, I just, I reject the premise that, like, he's unfocused doing that because it's like he, all, all these players, after the game, they're going to go to dinner with their families. They might go out. They're going to they're gonna do something just to unwind, right? So it's just like the only difference is he's, he's giving you something that you can watch on YouTube now. No, 100 percent, and it's like, yo, before we had to like read a newspaper or watch Sports Center to get one quote, and now you get an actual NBA player giving you how he feels. Uh, and in terms of of this series and, and going into the specifics of this, I just want to know now uh, with the Steph injury, like I said before, he should be okay, and Boston taking the two one lead. Where are you at right now? On the series, um, a lot of it depends on how healthy Steph is. We, we saw the, the play where Horford came up on him. Shams reported they're optimistic he's going to play game four. It's the finals. Unless he's in a cast, he's going to play. But that doesn't mean he's not going to be limited. So I kind of want to see how he is. If, if that Horford fall never happened, I'd tell you, you know what? It's kind of going how I expected. I think they're kind of evenly matched. I kind of like the Warriors' chances to win game four. And, it, it, you know, maybe it even goes seven. It's going to be one of those back-and-forth type of matchups. Um, but I'd be lying to you if, you know, watching kind of that little 
Um, you know, clearly he fell hard on his leg, and it's one of those things where until I see Steph moving and he and I see him moving like Steph, uh, I'm going to be a little, little nervous. Do do where did you fall on the side real quick of like letting him play out those? I know it was only like one or two minutes, and then Steve Kerr finally called the timeout and said, "No, no, no, let's let's get the starters out of there." But do you think Steve should have took him out like right after that incident? Honestly, I like that he let him play after it because it, it kind of like it did calm me down a little bit. It did make us feel like okay, you know, the, the last thing you want to see is like him limping to the back room, right? Because then you're like, uh oh, you know. So for him to play through it, it gives you some confidence that he'll be okay and that he is okay. And all the reports suggest he's okay. Uh, but, you know, I just want to see how it looks because we've all, we've all banged something and it felt fine. And then the next day you're like limping around a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that's going to change the way I feel until the game starts and, you know, it looks normal. Uh, one, one thing I do want to ask you in, in terms of offensively, because it was just a weird – there were certain points where I saw Golden State kind of be like Boston where there were certain matchups where I, I know Boston went to the – they had Rob Williams out there, they had Al Horford out there. And in game one, Steph went off because of that, and they kind of didn't attack any of those bigs. But a, a big portion of – offense that wasn't there for me has kind of been Jordan Poole, which even in some of the games against Dallas has kind of fallen off. Um, what do you, what's your just overall view of Jordan Poole? And like, he needs to step up, correct? Like he needs to create this offense and help Steph out. Right. Literally was just talking about that. That's like my number one thing I want to see in game four. Um, right now, like, look, we, we know we've all seen like the numbers, how the Warriors are much better when Steph's on the court than when he's off the court. Uh, shocking. You're better when your best player plays, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the drop-off they've had this series in the no-Steph minutes where Jordan Poole has to run the show has been awful. And, um, you know, Poole's been pretty damn good all playoffs. Like, there's no other way around it. He looks like a rising star. He looks like a player who the Warriors could potentially build around, like, you know, in the future, uh, you know, post-Steph years and – He's exciting. He's fun to watch. He's explosive. Uh, he's been bad in this series, and I don't know if they can beat Boston if he continues to stay bad. He he doesn't need to put up like thirty like he was doing in some of the other ones, but he needs to give them something offensively because Boston's too good defensively for it just to be the the one man step show. Yeah, no, one hundred percent here on the NBA playoff preview. Eleven forty, the bet. Las Vegas. And one other question, too, uh, before we get you out of here, and thank you so much for the time. Kevon Looney, like I just brought up, Boston went back to to having Al Horford and Rob Williams to end the game and in big moments of Game 3. And not only has Kevon Looney been balling his ass off, but even in the paint, which ga- Game 1 and 2, Boston wasn't getting those looks. Game three, they attacked. They were in the paint. Uh, the scoring margin, I think, was like 52 to 36 or 26. It was a huge discrepancy. And I look at the box score. Kevon Looney only played 16 minutes and 49 seconds. Do you think it was just circumstantial of Steve Kerr going, yeah, let's go small. Let's ride this out small and see if we can pull this out. Or do you expect him to play a little bit more as the series progresses? I think, I think both of those are true. I think it was circumstantial. I think they were trying to uh, – they ignited the run going small. Like, Boston was up 15, Warriors went small, they tied the game up. So it was working. And, and Looney's always kind of one of those guys where 
Some games it's 30 minutes, some games it's 10 minutes. It's kind of like really matchup dependent. But yeah, I mean, he's been he's been really good for them all playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if game four, for example, they went the opposite way and they're like, yeah, Looney, uh, we need you in there and we need you to like gobble up 15 rebounds because um, that's just the way it goes. Two-part question to get you out of here. Number one, okay. who do you think is going gonna, is gonna to win this series now Now that it's 2-1 Boston? And number two, more importantly, <laughs> in terms of just being ignorant and the arrogance like, how big would winning this championship without KD and now giving the rest of the NBA no ammo to go at your fan base, how big would that be? <laughs> One, I'm sticking with my Warriors in seven. That was my pre-series pick. I'm not going to pivot off of it until you tell me Steph's not playing. Um, and two, you're going to want to block me if that happens, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's, I Like... Not only winning one without KD, but doing it while the Brooklyn Nets are a complete and utter mess. Like we, Boston swept them in round one. The Warriors take care of Boston and kind of just put that narrative to bed that, you know, oh, it's KD's ring. No, KD needed the Warriors more than the Warriors needed KD is the way it's looking right now. And, yeah, Bars? Um, if you find war. If you find Warriors fans insufferable now, you do not want to see what happens if they win this series. Oh, boy. I'm not looking forward to your friend Andy's tweets. Uh, speaking of uh, your friend Andy, uh, before we get you out of here, if you could just let everybody know uh, where they can reach you on social media. Again, the Warriors Light Years podcast, where they can get that. Um, you know, shout out whoever before we get you out of here. Yeah, you can find... Um, you can you can find the Light Years Pod on anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Andy and I are doing a post show every game of this series. Obviously, there's only four left at most on Spotify Live as well. You can hop on the app there and listen to us in live time. Ask us questions, sort of like talk radio style. But yeah, subscribe uh, Light Years Podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen. All right, we're we're doing the virtual handshake. Cleveland Cavaliers and, and Warriors Twitter coming together for 20 minutes, and we didn't end up yelling at each other. Uh, yo, Sam, thank you so I much. I think that's. I think we got to thank Boston for bringing us together. We can all. We can both acknowledge. You know, we we both we we can unite in beating a common enemy here. Not only that, but Barstool's bar blah, 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 Barstool Sports. <laughs> We'll leave it at that. That's how we'll end the interview. It's 1140 The Bet. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.